Mermaid's the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> controversial today. We're gonna get controversial today with, with, with our special guest. My proudest moment is this interview. Being able to talk to you two guys. All right, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions, proudly brings to you the Four Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is a royal biographer of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick. And together, we are here to help you find your next comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up, like, subscribe, or what on whatever platform you are using. Also, keep sending in those reviews, especially on Apple iTunes, because those reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. And I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we were supposed to have Travis Gibb, writer, creator from Orange Cone Productions, and uh, he is nowhere to be found. So hopefully he's okay. Yeah, hopefully he's all right. He might be, you know, might be asleep somewhere, but hopefully he's all right. Um, well, no, see, I mean, he, he can't be asleep because he just posted on Facebook like an hour ago. Oh, well, well, I tried. We I tried. Mean, not to, not to <laughs> throw his business out like that, but what we're going to do, we're going to talk for a little bit. If Travis happens to see any of our numerous messages and joins the chat, we'll have our full show. If not, Danny and I are just going to talk. We'll just hang out. Yeah. I got a question for you. All right, what? Have you been watching Peacemaker? Yes. <laughs> yes. Bruh. Not in front of the family, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally have to watch it when nobody else is home. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen well, every episode. But... I just happened to run into this book, this uh, this trade. Okay. For anybody that's on our podcast, uh, Hidani is holding up the trade of Vigilante by Marv Wolfman. Marv Wolfman. Um, and uh, that vigilante is nothing like the peacemaker. Yeah, that's a uh, it's, it's a lot different. But uh, the dude on the show is is quite crazy. Oh yeah, God, <laughs> he's yeah. quite crazy. Um, I, I like and it I, though. Like I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking the show, and it's uh, you know, it's it's different, but it's definitely got James Gun James Gunn's fingerprints all over it. Yes, yes. You know, um, speaking of James Gunn, you know that scene. Well, spoilers, I guess, for anybody, but it was on. Not this week's, but last week's episode where the group was were discussing the, the meeting and or they were at a meeting and Peacemaker was mad because they framed his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So James Gunn said online that this was like, you know, one of his proudest moments. And I was like, well, I, I tweeted him. I was like, tweeted him. James, is this something that John Cena, you know, John Cena was a professional wrestler. They're known for their mic skills. Yeah. And he's also a rapper, apparently. But I was like, James Gunn, was this something that John Cena just did off the top of his head? And James Gunn replied, and he said, part of it was written, pre-scripted. Part of it, John Cena did off the top of his head. Part of it was James Gunn just randomly throwing out names while they're <laughs> filming, and John Cena just repeating it. <laughs> so that's what I like about Peacemaker, that it's just, it's craziness, but it, it does have a little bit of validity where you could 
think that this could, could possibly happen. Yeah. I mean, is it over the top? Hell yeah. But it's, 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 it's such a great show. Um, I like it because of its, um, it's just, it's not your typical superhero, you know, story. And, you know, a lot of the characters are more grounded. Like the, um, I forget her name, but the, um, the Amanda Waller, Waller's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really like her character. Like she, she is emotionally, you know, conflicted about what she has to do, but she's, you know, she's giving it her all. Like she's, she's, she took, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So did, all right, spoilers for anybody who, who hasn't seen it, but the diary. So did she make that diary or was that, or was that like something that she stole from him to read, to get more information? And then she put it back. I can't hear you. So Amanda Waller made the diary and they gave it to Adebayo to okay. plant in Peacemakers. I got whatever. it. I got and it. She was confl- and you're right. She was conflicted on doing it because she's now seeing Peacemaker as the person that he is instead of, you know, all the new stuff that's been out about him. So yeah. is this an f- ongoing series? Do you know? I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking it's just going to be one season, but. Um, oh, it can't be just one season. I need more. It, I, it's, I like the I like the butterflies and I like the uh, the conversation that she had about w- with her and Peacemaker about his dad and mm-hmm. then uh, you know seeing her her craftiness of implanting the idea of to uh to vigilante to go kill him like I was like okay I kind of I kind of like this I kind of like this chick she she's doing her thing um okay there might be a second season of Peacemaker I just googled okay. it um, James Gunn said last month that there's a very good chance that there's going to be a season two. I mean, it's popular enough, so yeah. you know, you know, if people are, people are paying to watch it, you know, um, HBO Max is one of the like I I literally I was actually using Morgan's uh, HBO Max subscription <laughs> friend of the show Morgan <laughs> Iverson, <laughs> but I actually paid for it myself. You know, so I could, you know, just make sure I had, you know, make sure I had it. Like I was like, yo, this is this is worth it because they, you know, they got all the, the, uh, their movies that come yeah. on there. You know, uh, same same day as they uh, release in theaters. And uh, with Disney Plus, you gotta wait now. Like, you, I mean, you can pay an extra thirty dollars to get, you know, your Marvel movie, but you gotta wait. Wait, is it um, the same day? Yeah, that was still delayed. No, HBO Max is the same day. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um when when they did the Justice League, you remember when they did Zack Snyder's Justice League? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh that thing was same day. But that okay, but that was different though cuz they had already made money off of that. Yeah. So yeah. they so are all their movies same day or was it just that yeah, one think, or is it going to be selected? Think, um but I think Wonder Woman 1984 did the same and and that was during the I mean, you know, it was real right in the middle of the pandemic so it's you know, they might have changed the rules, but I believe everything that I've seen you know, drop on it was the same day as the same day as theaters. Twenty twenty part three. That, that's where we're at. We're on part three, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you know what. Since you brought up Morgan Iverson, do you want to talk about what you and Morgan are doing with uh, Lumberjacks in the Kickstarter that's coming out for that soon? Yeah, we do. We do have a Kickstarter going for Lumberjacks right now, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You've you've not promoted it anywhere. I haven't seen any promotion anywhere. I have though. That's the thing, man. I've been promoting it everywhere. I've been on TikTok talking about it. I've 
thing on done my email blast we're doing everything we can we even did ads for it this time and you know algorithm is not it's not being nice but we do have a kickstarter going for uh for lumberjacks um lumberjacks number three uh destiny by any means the number the first one was justice by any means the second one was um power by any means and this one is destiny by any means um and uh it gets a little it gets it gets a little spooky in this one he runs into these three teenage sisters who are uh witches um mm-hmm. and so we we're bringing back we bring back the preacher in this in this issue uh demorier um animus all of the all the threads that were running from the first two and then we uh we're introducing the the dark bloods as they call them which is the three sisters and um also a very very big uh threat that's that is introduced but well uh i can't i've been sworn to secrecy they want he wants to keep it for the reveal in the comics okay but um it's a it's a it's a big big villain that's um being um revealed in this one who will uh, cross over to all of our comics so um yeah man it's uh, it's going right now and and you know we're, we're going along it's about four days in we're like 80 percent funded right now yeah i was and, just noticing you guys have really five hundred dollars to reach goal right and yeah. you got 25 days so you're you're gonna so let's talk about stretch goals are you guys gonna do that yeah so um what morgan wants to do is if we if we get to ten thousand, he wants to go ahead and um you know make make offer up uh lumberjacks number four which would complete the arc and um and um you know then we would um, you know, put out a trade for it also. So if we get to the stretch goals, then um, you know, he will be able to offer those offer those also. Would <laughs> and me and Morgan have different approaches to to comics, but or to making comics. I like to I like to have my books done before before I even go to Kickstarter. But sure. you know, kick the, the Kickstarter platform is for the creation of, of projects. So yeah. um and I think people on Kickstarter know that if you're um, pledging to a to, to a project, then you know you're you're gonna wait a little while to get it because they you know you just got to go through the process of it actually being created. So, I think our our audience is is you know kind of used to that with with other books that we've done. So, um, I think it'll be I think it'll be great to 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 go ahead and finish out the whole arc. And I think most people are okay with the wait as long as it's not an exorbitant amount. Like, you know, yeah. I'm still waiting on three years for one Kickstarter. Um, I'm not gonna throw anybody's name out, Liefeld, <coughs> Liefeld. Um, but I'm waiting on ten years for another one. Ten years I've been waiting on a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. I mean, if, if you're like a few months, I don't think most people will complain about that. A couple yeah. months, yeah, even up to six months, I don't think most people will, will worry about that. But as long as you, as long as you tell people what's up, as long as you yeah. communicate with people, um, you know, you constantly doing your updates. We're that's one thing we've gotten better about. We we always put out um, you know information on our email list and, and updates through Kickstarter if we're behind. Um, but yeah, I got uh, there's books I'm waiting. I've been waiting three years on. Like there's books, <laughs> there's books that were were funded on Kickstarter that I've actually bought issues of that have been published that I still haven't got my Kickstarter award for. <laughs> That's and you know it sometimes it just happens like that, man. But you know, it's all about supporting supporting um you know indie creators and, and projects and stuff. But you you back a lot of stuff on, on Kickstarter. Can you remember what your first project you back was? 
No, I can't actually. <laughs> no, um, God, uh, you know, actually, I, I want to say it was Marat Michaels. It was a book by Marat Michaels. Okay, but you 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 think it was a comic book? Some some oh, yeah. comic book related? Yeah, it was definitely a comic book. I mean, I was the only reason I got on to Kickstarter was because of comic books, and I saw that creators that I was I followed as a kid were were doing this. So I was like, well, what the hell is Kickstarter? And I looked and I saw that, and this was what, like twelve years ago, when it was you know still in its infancy, and yeah. I realized that this was something that could be utilized for making books. Uh, See, now you got me thinking, what was my first? I, I was right. I looked it up. It was Marat Michael's Blindside. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So and then after that, I did uh, the Cyberforce Kickstarter. Man, this was a long ass time ago. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> thinking. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just realizing how long I've been doing these things, man. It, man. Time is, time is horrible right now. I wonder, like, I know. So my first, um, my first Kickstarter was um, the the thing that introduced me to the platform was actually a music video. Um, there was a, a artist that I was following. I had gotten a mixtape of his, or something like that. Uh, his name is Dear Silas, and he he was uh, doing, trying to shoot a he was trying to shoot a music video for uh, one of his songs, and um, that was the first thing I ever backed on Kickstarter. And you know, ever since then, I've probably backed. I probably backed 500 projects since then, you know. Um, Jeez. But, but that's where that's one of the main places I get comics these days. I mean, one of the main places I buy comics. I ain't gonna say get comics, but it's one of the main, pla- main places I buy comics <laughs> is Kickstarter, and um, you know, it's it's a it's a great platform. Yeah, and I think if you utilize it correctly, it can be a very useful tool. But you can't abuse it. I mean. Sure. Unfortunately, there are people out there that do abuse it and do steal from it and yeah. do who knows what with it. But as long as you're utilizing it and you're actually giving back to what you people are buying, I don't see any reason why it can't keep going. I think, if I'm not mistaken, comic books are the number one funded projects on Kickstarter right now. I believe it. I believe that. I just got this in the mail. Ooh, excellence. The excellence. Uh, I don't know if this is a compendium, but it's a uh, the hardcover collection. Okay, uh, okay. By Brandon Thomas, Kari Randolph, and Emilio Lopez. Nice. This thing is very, this is a very pretty book. You can see, I, can, I yes. haven't even opened it. Like, yeah. this is one of those that I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to put this up on the shelf. Why have I, you not, why are you not reading it? Well, I have the I have the single issues, so okay, all right, uh, and I haven't I've only read about half of those, but you know that was that was on Kickstarter and it was something that I wanted to that I wanted to back and that that came relatively quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. about six months or so, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, it's just well, good I mean, they had, they already had everything done and they just sent it to yeah. a printer and you know yeah. from there, and they're working with Image, so it was yeah, probably they, easy for them. Yeah, they got the infrastructure for that. Like I want to learn how to do like this hardcover. It's just so pretty. I want to get to the point where. Well, uh, if uh, if we ever talk to Travis Gibb, he can tell you about how to get hardcovers because <laughs> yeah, one of the series I I've actually you and I actually both worked with Travis Gibb yeah. and we did Cthulhu Invades Oz and there actually was a hardcover version which was it's beautiful. I have a couple here and they're beautiful books. Um. 
So I don't know. Maybe if we ever talk to Travis someday. <laughs> someday, yeah. All right. I can, uh, I'll get him in the inbox eventually. Uh, is he just avoiding mines? Is that what it is? I, I mean, we talked to him just last night. He, you know, I mean, he must he must have got busy. Like I said, hopefully, or like you said, hopefully he's he's okay. You know, yeah. uh, Gib is always online, so you know, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure something came up. Yeah, I'm sure. Nah, and that you know, I I say everything in jest. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. Travis is a stand-up guy. He's always there when people need him. Um, so I'm assuming something occurred, and that's why he wasn't able to join us. So yeah. I'm just noticing that there are there are comments that are not appearing in my chat. So uh, Brandon Jackson said that you are the Andre 3000 cosplay right now. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I walk it out like a usher. If oh. you say real talk, oh, I probably won't trust you. I probably won't trust you. I don't see the comments either. I don't know. Yeah, no. I had I actually had to go onto your Facebook and, and notice that they were there. So I don't know what's going up with Restream. I guess this is just not a day for us to really be doing anything. Yeah, that's it. It sounds like that's a sign. It sounds like it's a sign, man. Right. Um, but, you know, it's always good to talk to you and it's always yeah. good to to uh to do the show how many how many episodes have we done so far do you know uh this season or just total total like total i know we got to be close to 50 maybe no no god uh we did we've done 23 this is our 24th episode why does it feel like it's been so many (laughs) (laughs) that's because (laughs) it feels like it's been so many that's because you've done so many other live streams and podcasts with everybody else in the world. Yeah, I'm I'm just adding adding all the numbers together. Yeah, yeah you're just like everybody's thing. <laughs> I mean, if you stop for a moment, take a break, you're you're hustling all the time, man. You gotta take a moment and just enjoy what you're doing. I, I do enjoy it, man. It's just uh, you know, I gotta I gotta stay busy. And during the pandemic, you can't get out and can't get out and go to shows all the time. So it's like got to got to do something. Got to do something. I like talking about comics, so it's like, come on, let's do it. Okay, what the? Hell? Now all of a sudden these these pop up. What is going on today? It's weird, like it, it just both appeared just out of nowhere. Restream is like that, man. Restream is like that. I've never had an issue with restream until today, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Watson. They always well, you you're not running through any other software or anything like that, right? Mm. Just nope. straight from the yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I've tried um, it. I've wanted to see what it is like using OBS or Streamlabs. I'm assuming that's what they're doing. Yeah. See, I don't see what the benefit of it is. So I guess I have to talk to somebody to see why or why would you do that on top of. Yeah, we don't. I don't. I mean, you know, it's only usually only three of us, three, three, four, maybe uh, yeah. max of us. So um, what's going on, Ryan? It's good to good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Ryan, I am not sure I know you, but what's going on? Ryan Robinson, artist extraordinaire. Um, oh, okay. He did a he did that uh, variant cover for Lumberjacks number two, the um, the one where he was with the with the biceps and the axe. Uh, he's he's a dope artist. Okay. Morgan is messaging me right now, trying to get me to to do something. <laughs> trying trying to get me to to do something for the for the campaign. So you want to spill the beans of what that is or what? Um we just got the art for um 
the Canaan White variant cover, colored by Veronica um, Smith. Okay. So, um, you know, I just got to do a mock-up for the cover so we can promote it. But, yeah, that'll, that'll drop later on in the day. All right. Give me one second here. Hold on. Well, you keep talking. Take your time. I ain't going nowhere. Um, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm just about that hustle life, I guess, right now. I told you, I, 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 I'm thinking about opening up a, a comic book shop and, um, you know, just got to do some, just got to do some new things to try to generate some, um, some community and to, to spread the news about our projects and everybody else's stuff. Um, <laughs> I'll tell y'all one thing though. If y'all are watching Naomi, have you been watching Naomi? Okay, I have not been watching Naomi only because I am still behind on all the CW shows, and I'm a stickler is doing everything as they come out. So, um, I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying my hardest to like the show. Uh oh. And wait, were you a friend? Were you were you a fan of the comic? Yeah, I'm like the Naomi in the comics is dope. Like she's quirky. She, okay. She's she's quirky and confident, and she's got you know a dope story, but the show is just so it's like really cw if you know what i mean like it's sure it's just everything that you would imagine like it's just it's just hard and i and i want the show to do well so bad that it's you know every time they they do a a terrible cgi you know wing uh uh Gerian or a, a green screen you know how they used to do <laughs> back uh, when they first discovered green screen and they have the cars and people are driving in the cars and you can tell that the background is it's fake yeah yeah bruh it's so it's bad, bad. <laughs> it's so bad so when i whenever i watch any of the the cw shows i have to oh god how do you say this without i have to not believe what i'm seeing you know what i mean like you have to just be like i understand this is not a high quality show i'm just going to Take it down a notch and enjoy it for what it is. Bro, no, I've seen people. I've seen people do better on TikTok, and <laughs> you're not wrong there. <laughs> like you literally you're have the technology on your phone to do a better green screen than that. Okay. So I'm not like it's it's terrible. It's terrible. But I want the show to be good. There are good things about it, like it's it, the the mystery around you know her home world and and um. Zumbato and stuff like that. There's a, there are some good good spots to it, but wait, don't be don't 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 put too much out there. I haven't seen anything yet, so don't don't say too but, much uh, about it. The mystery in it is is intriguing, and the main the the main character, the um the young lady who plays Naomi, is really good. Um, so you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm gonna watch the whole season at least. But Superman and Lois, oh God, watching- yes. Oh man, Superman and Lois is really good. Yes, that's 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 probably my best, or that's probably my favorite CW show right now. It, it's, yeah, and it's not because it deals with the superhero stuff; it's because it deals with their family life more than anything, yeah. and that's the part I love. And I was not a big fan of the actor who plays Superman originally, I, uh, Tyler Holkin, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, um, but yeah, he does such a good job of uh, just being yeah, Clark. Does. Yeah, he's a he's a father. He's trying to balance being Superman and he's you know the uh last season what they did with the you know the half brother that mm-hmm. was cool yeah, like, yeah 
and and the CGI like the <laughs> they put actually put money into the CGI like John Henry Irons <laughs> like him showing up oh, with the, that was dope him showing up at first you thinking he was Lex uh, yeah. Lex Luthor like his whole his whole thing is dope like yeah but you know it's Superman so of course they're gonna put money into Superman. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a message from Eric Cockrell saying he got Ace Blade on top of his read file now. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. Let now that doesn't mean he's actually read it though. He just said it's on the top. Well, when when you when you actually you know read it, just let me know. I, I appreciate. It. I'd love to hear what you think, Eric. I'd, I'd I'd love to hear what you think. See, he's already read Saw the Lightning Wielder, so it's no longer on his read pile. Is what he's well, saying. You know, Saw is is it's classic. You know, one hundred percent. Um, top tier indie comic. So facts. I would I would imagine that you know once you get it, you gotta read it. All right. So um the reason why I had you talk for a little bit is I just got a phone call from Travis. He said he was he is going to join us. Okay. Um, he's putting on clothes, so I don't know what the hell he was doing before at was it 10 o'clock without any clothes on, but he said he's gonna put some clothes on and he's gonna join us. So we'll do a oh See, speak of the man. It's Saturday. And he's know. here. Hey, I apologize. I <laughs> translated for you guys thinking that you guys were in California time. So I'm like, all right, I got till noon. I'm good. <laughs> I'm the only one on California time. Danny's actually on the East Coast also. Yeah. Oh, right. See, I'm the only idiot here waking up at six o'clock in the morning trying to get stuff ready for this. So. Well, you know. Can I, can I throw some, uh, some praise out? I, I got to tell you, Danny, I've never told you this, but when I first thought about getting into comics, like Ace Blades was the thing. Like that was the most one that I knew the most about that. It was on all my feeds of finding everything. Ace Blade was the dude. Hey, and then yeah. I found Saw and I was like, why pay attention to Ace Blade anymore? Because Saw is a way better character. I um, thought, I <laughs> there we go. Like I almost quit comics altogether when I found Saw. So Yeah, no, I get there it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, welcome to the show, Travis. Um you know, glad you can join us. Um we got some we got some time here, so you know, um we'll uh I, we got some good questions for you. We got some um <laughs> we got some good commentary here. So, won't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Travis Gibb. I'm a comic writer. Uh I've done a whole bunch of stuff from Broke Down and 48 Bodies to Cthulhu Invades Oz to Cthulhu, to Cthulhu Base Wonderland coming up from expired to Voodoo Nations, all sorts of stuff in the indie market. I've been doing it for a real long time. It, it, it's Florida. He could have done anything without us. Oh, you told people I needed to put on a shirt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, then the worst part is I had uh, my computer. I couldn't find it. I left it in the car last night because I did an interview when my my wife is got in a car accident. She had to get an MRI. So I was doing Ooh. it in the lobby and I left my car in the park. My laptop in the parking lot, so it, it was crazy. But we're here; it's all good. <laughs> Man, she's okay. Yeah, she is. She's just, you know, getting herself checked out. She's got some she, like tingly stuff in her like arms and legs. We're just trying to figure out where it is to try to get it Ooh. resolved. But uh, she's all right. All right. Well, tell us about why you're actually on the show. You have a, a Kickstarter. Everybody's got a Kickstarter going right now. I should launch mines, um, but you have a Kickstarter called, and I'm gonna mess this up: Granite State Punk. Right. Yeah, Granite State Punk. Yeah, it's. Uh, I keep want to say. I keep on calling it Granite State Park. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, punk is the big part of it, though, right? Okay. Like Eric Hawkins here. Punk is it's the thing. <laughs> yeah, Granite State Punk. It's um, it's my favorite thing I've ever done. 
Uh, it's the most personal to me. It's set in my hometown of Rochester, New Hampshire. Uh, it's uh, like a love letter to the state that I grew up in. Uh, I come, I, and I've been no secret to this to anybody, I come from a drug and alcohol family. So this is a, a story about a character named Zeke who lives in like the worst ghetto area of, of Rochester, New Hampshire, which is a place called Lafayette Street. I know any Hamilton fans are like, Lafayette! Uh, same, same street. <laughs> In fact, I uh, break the fourth wall, and that scene is in the comic, the Lafayette like nice. musical scene is in nice. the comic. Uh, but it's got a lot of landmarks, uh, and it's kind of a you know my both my parents have died, and it's it's about this guy who's very similar to me, has a drug and alcohol problem. I don't, but he does. Who goes on to who who gets out of prison, lives in his family's old house because they're both dead, and kind of starting to relive some of the memories of his past and start unlocking that he's connected to witches and the uh the salem witch trials and how that connects to the man in the mountain which is this big face in new hampshire it's on all the license plates and stuff here let me even show you uh, can you this see is a that? real thing yeah yeah can you see the the face okay. oh yeah a, yes it's, a... It's, a, it's a little hard to see see it's behind yeah. the yeah, see a little bit. Yeah. yeah yeah that's everywhere if you get a coin that has new hampshire on it it's a uh it will have that face. Any of the like landmarks, like uh, New Hampshire has all the liquor stores aren't run by mom and pops. It's done by the state. So it's all on all the liquor stores, on the highways. It's everywhere. So this face, which is a real face that was, you know, on the mountain, fell off in 2003. Oh, and wow. this is the story of, you know, a fictional history of why that face was there, what happened in 2003 to break it down, and how it includes this character, Zeke. And how that all kind of connects together. But beyond that, this is like the most I've ever paid for a comic. Like you guys know I've been doing this for a long time. Like my grandmother left me some money and I, I was like, you know what? I want this since it's a love of New Hampshire. I want to pay the guy who I want. Like you're, you guys, we always make concessions in indie, right? We're like, mm -hmm. I want this guy, but this guy I can afford. So this is the guy I'm going to get. And this guy's good. He's not that guy. But I got that guy one time. For one issue, <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Uh, I know exactly how that is, man. This it looks like uh, it looks like Megatron to me. Like the face, it, yeah. <laughs> the face looks like somebody trapped Megatron in the mountain, and uh, that that can be kind of that looks kind of creepy to me. To, to be honest with you, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, he is a little bit creepy, and it is Megatron, real Megatron, by the way, not not stupid movie Megatron. Right. I don't understand how you can have a movie and have it not look like Megatron in any way, shape, or form. I'm still right. mad about it. Terrible, terrible. Blame Michael Bay. <laughs> always, always blame Michael Bay. We blame Michael Bay for everything around here, so that's cool. I mean, I, I get that Michael Bay didn't want to turn him into a little gun and have Starcream shoot him. Like, I get that part, but beyond that. <laughs> okay, how cool would that have actually been, though, in the, in the movie? That would have been dope. I'm sorry. There is a great series that's really expensive. So uh, it's called uh, Transformers Generation 2, and it's a crossover between G.I. Joe and Transformers. It's like a six-issue miniseries. It's really hard to hard to find. I sold mine years ago. But it's it's Megatron no longer wanting to be a gun, <laughs> beats up Cobra <laughs> and says, make me into something better. And he makes him into a tank. And it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you were talking earlier about, you know, 
trying to your punk yeah why can't i talk grand state punk was the most expensive book that you've put out and how you had to make concessions in the past as far as working with other people yeah um how hard is that as a creator to just say dang it i really want to work with that guy but i can't afford him right now like how hard is that to deal with it's it's hard it's absolutely hard um and it shows right like you know, you've seen people who you're like, dude, your story's awesome, but the art just doesn't complement the story. And you see it in their Kickstarter, right? They're, they make like a thousand dollar Kickstarter where you know the concept is a you know eight thousand, ten thousand dollar thing, but you can't you can't do that. So you kind of do the best you can, and that's why a lot of us work with foreign artists, right? Because we can get a pay a little bit less, but but get a little bit better quality art. Um, you know. So it's, it's really, really tough. And it was really good to not make concessions. And what I learned by not making concessions, a lot of stuff, these pages were done fast, right? They were done super fast, like three pages a week. Every time we had a disagreement where I'd look at a page, I was like, you know, I don't like that. He would get on the phone with me and then he would explain to me in detail why he was right and I was wrong. And every <laughs> time he won and I wanted to win so bad, but his, the artistic stuff is there. And I got to, I got to really get involved in the art process. This is a lot more intimate on the art side, you know, okay. uh, like for instance, in this story, he has a tattoo on one side to the other side and it's a heart on one side and a skull on the other with, with uh, scissor lines across. So the motto of New Hampshire is live free or die. A punk mentality of that is, you know, if you cut this way, you're death, or if you cut this way, you're living, but the only way to really live is die. It's a very punk rock kind of mm -hmm. mentality, mm -hmm. like, crazy you know thought process but in the story when things are good for him we're always showing the heart and when things are bad for him we're always showing the skull and it really added a whole bunch of cool elements and a little bit of details that i think that the brain subconsciously picks up you know which i think is really cool so i get to add a lot of intimacy and it was a lot easier because we're we both english is our primary language so we could speak together to get the proper what we wanted you know that does make it easier. It does. It does indeed. Um, so I was I was looking through the Kickstarter page and I, I noticed there's a big, a huge uh, monster with spikes. If I remember correctly, he's got spikes on his shoulders and like a head full of green skulls. Or yeah, something. yeah. That's a skull. Uh, OK, tell, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're going to do a one shot, you're going to do something cool. You know, you need a you need a monster. You need a monster of some sort. We're dealing with witches. So a skull golem is uh, it's it's a kind of it's using D&D &D a lot and all, all sorts of stuff. But we kind of made our own. It's kind of a monster that the witch kind of summons to, to take out um, Zeke and his stuff. And it's uh, it's it's kind of a cool monster. And he kind of trashes the place up, trashes his house. Um, loved him. He was fun to design. He was something to put together. Uh, he is, he's really, really cool. If you scroll down a little bit too, you can even see the, the Patrick's version of him because I, I show one page of it. Um, but yeah, I wanted something, some cool monster in this book and I wanted it to be a, a cool story. This, so if you've ever read my stuff before, this is like my four issue stories combined into one issue. Again, you know, I came in some money, not a lot of money. Right, <laughs> so I can afford to do one book the way I want. So this is all Boswell's. The other thing I do in this, 
is I break the fourth wall. So I talk to the audience a lot, which is really cool. You know, we make commentary on Game of Thrones, we make commentary on Hamilton, like I mentioned. So there's a lot of cool stuff that I've done that I've never been able to do before, uh, which makes it very unique. This is, um, and I know that Danny, you're you're very, uh, you you talk about this a lot. It's listening to your fans and building from what your fans want, right? A lot of people who do comics, they want to get their vision out but they don't want the fans to cooperate. So this is one of those ones where my fans gave me feedback from Broke Down. They gave me feedback from Voodoo Nations. I kind of took all that feedback. All right, cool. Let me make the best story, combining the best elements that you guys liked of those to one. And I know you do that every storyline because I've heard you talk about it in your commentary and you do stuff, kind of listening to what the fans have before you start. But you and I, we're all in indie comics. You guys have heard the guy dude, I've written 48 issues of this story, you know, all of it's done, ready to go, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, then you didn't listen to a single thing that anybody said when you did issue one. <laughs> right. Um, and that's important. I mean, I, I think it's very important to 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 listen to your audience. So you, you have, you got to know, when, especially when you're trying to, to do it as a business. Like if it's just right. a hobby to you and you, you, you know, you can, you can pour money into it and, and, you know, make, make exactly what you want to make with, you know the way you want to make it but sometimes we gotta uh we gotta we gotta we gotta make the fans happy you know we gotta yeah. we got fans who, who love your stuff and they want to see certain stuff you know and your story doesn't have to suffer because of that you don't have to you know uh alter your vision to to make a fan happy you just you know um us creators we can we can find a way to to merge both things so i think that's very important yeah, no, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I agree. And it's it's the best way to, to do these things is a collaborative message. You know, the reason why Marvel and DC work is because they listen to their friends. I know you guys don't think they do based on the Internet, but they really do. Uh, and that's why you get certain things and why certain things don't. That's why you get Bruce Wayne back every time you kill him. That's why you get Spider-Man back every time you remove him. Yeah. And look at one of, one of the things I like to point out is Savage Dragon, right? It's written by one person. But he's revamped that character several times to revert it back to the original to keep fans interested. And it's just a part of the flow of comics, whether or not we'd like to admit it or not. Right. Absolutely. Well, since we've already been on for a bit, we're going to have to concise things a little bit here. And we're going to do Danny's quick takes. Um, Usually we try to go in a little bit more. Uh, But if you haven't actually seen Danny's quick takes before, uh, it's a was it like 45 seconds 45 seconds 45. Oh. 45 seconds to come up with answers to five questions off the top of your head travis i know you like being put on the spot no so. no wait because he's here i get to do it though i get to do my thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. let's do it yeah all right so hold on one second. <laughs> Terrible. all right so let's go ahead and do danny's quick dates <laughs> Oh, he was so sad that he wasn't going to be able to put that graphic. <laughs> you don't understand how long those graphics take. And, and look how fancy I look. He grabbed the fanciest picture he could find oh, of me. You know? He made me look good. I Facebook stock well, okay? <laughs> we, got a, we got a new little a new logo and everything. It's purple. Um, so here we go. All right, we got five questions. And uh, we are going to give you 45 seconds each. And, um, and here we go. All right. So question number one, in 2013, you put up a post on TimeHop that said that uh, 2013 was going to be the year of arts for you. 
uh, you said you were going to learn how to play guitar or you were going to write more or do a better, do a theater production, or you would be dead because of the, what the Mayans said with the, you know, doomsday clock. Uh, so since I know you're not dead, did you in fact learn guitar or Wait, do a Are we sure he's not dead? I hope, I hope not. Okay. I mean, based on my time showing up, probably. <laughs> uh, no, I did neither of those things uh, in 2013. I did not learn how to play guitar. In fact, I didn't even effing try. <laughs> and for a theater production, I may have tried to do a theater production, maybe audition, but I did not make it. In fact, I was going to audition for Rent, practice for months, and then pussied out the last minute because I really wow. wanted to be in Rent. It's so important to me. And I was like, this is as young as I'm going to get because you need to be young to be in that play. And I just chickened out and was afraid that I wasn't going to get the part. Man. So you really, I know. It's not like me if you look at someone, what I do now. But, yeah. Man, I cannot believe that, man. You got you to go in for the audition. You got to go in for Didn't the audition. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. I pussied out. Man. Okay. All right. So question number two. So in this uh, in this situation... Imagine that there are two paths to save the world. You got to travel one of these two paths to save the world, okay? Um, you can either battle Cthulhu or you can have another neck surgery. Which one would you do? Ooh, uh, I would have another neck surgery. Uh, my neck surgery wasn't that bad. They put me under, they fixed it, and it was good. I probably shouldn't have had neck surgery in the first place. Like literally, here's the here's the situation. The doctor goes, "Hey, I can fix you. You can go to a chiropractor. You're young enough. You'll probably get fixed. Or you can come in on Monday, and I'll make that pain go away." I was like, "I'm going to take the good way out. I'm not going to take the long way out. I'm going to get my neck surgery." But as I've gone over it, and it itches and it bugs me over the years, I probably should have done the you know quick fix, not get the little screws in my neck. Oh man, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't had... get dental surgery for like a year and a half. That sucked. Oh man. <laughs> I had a, I had, oh, because of the, the metal, because of yeah, the metal. Yeah, because the metal, you can't have de- dental, yeah. major dental surgery. You can have little stuff, but not major. Oh, man, that, that sucks, yeah. I um, Physical therapy is, I have a chronic back pain, and, and, and the, the long, the long, arduous physical therapy every day, you know, waking up, doing your stretches and stuff, it, it doesn't, it's not fun, but I refuse to have back surgery. Like, I, I'm, I'm so scared of, I'm so scared of surgery that I, I just have to I just have to deal with it. So I feel you on that. Well, I, I and not to scare you further. Do I have a second? I know you guys. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So my mom, the way she passed is she had the same thing. She had a back surgery. Mm. for 15 years. And my mom. Uh, so my mom was real alcoholic. Then she got an AA. Her back. She had so many back problems. She finally decided to get the surgery. And they put on painkillers, but she had been off of painkillers or anything because she's been clean. She had a ulcer burst in her chest, like mm. and it was seeping into her. And everyone said it was fine to her because they, she thought it was the painkillers and that that's how she died. Oh, so man. she didn't die from back surgery, but from ulcers. So now I made sure that Danny never is going to get it to, you know, give him another story. <laughs> never going to happen, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. Never um, gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never, never gonna get it. Never gonna get that back. <laughs> they keep offering it to me. They're like, we could probably fix that. No, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking I'm good. Um, all right. So, question number three. Um, you like I, am a Pokemon fan. Okay, mm-hmm. I know my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu. Um, but I want to hear your top five Pokemon of all time. The top five greatest Pokemon of all time, off the top of your head. 
right. First, number one is Balbazar. Balbazar is the best Pokemon. I don't know what anybody else is talking about. Why would you have another Arsenal? Got to do Charizard. You got to do Pikachu. So those are the top three. That's why the starters, they are the best. I really like Mewtwo. Uh, maybe just because of where I grew up. You got to love Mewtwo. Um, and then the kind of uh, Blastoid is really good too. Uh, so those would be my five. I thought you were going to say Articuno. I've seen some Articuno pictures in your. Uh... Yeah, I do like Articuno, but uh, Blastoid's got those big guns. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blastoid. <laughs> You can't go wrong with the with the uh, with the Kyoto starters. Uh, right. You know any any version. I like. I'm a, a War Turtle fan. I like uh, War Turtle. Right. That's my favorite version of uh, the Squirtles. Um, Kyron hates Pokemon, so you know he's he's gotta weird. hate them all. Gotta... I don't know why you feel like I hate everything. I, just every episode, Kyron hates that. I, okay. Well, I can see I can see your face when we talk about Pokemon, and you're just like whatever. So yeah. I as I sit here play Pokemon Go on my phone right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I almost died. I almost died playing Pokemon Go. Me too, uh, actually. When it, first came out, when it first came out, I was driving and trying to play at the same time. Don't do that, kids. Do not do that. Okay. Uh, that was like uh, my second date with my wife is Pokemon. I brought her out to a park and we're, we're playing Pokemon. And like there's like 80 other people out there. Because remember that first week of Pokemon? Like, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. It was crazy. Cops are going, what the hell are we going to do? There's no way we can watch all these people <laughs> everywhere in all these parks. The first movie my wife and I ever saw together, I took her to go see the Pokemon movie. Nice. Uh, the original one. We were the only one there that did not have kids. <laughs> Terrible. It was like just parents with a bunch of little six, seven-year-olds and then my wife and I. We were like, 1920 <laughs> pokemon pokemon has been uh, a big part of my life since i since like early middle school so um, i used to skip class in college so i can make sure i got home so i could watch pokemon it was art class and i figured i was a douchebag and i was like i, I don't need this class i could do art so i'm a little older than pokemon uh, but i went home one year from college you know and i was staying for the summer you know and my brother had it on his game boy and I was like, oh, this is an RPG. No, I know RPGs. I like RPG. And I was making fun of it because of the cartoon. And that. But I played that all summer. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm all in. I'm all yeah. in. Like, I don't like that TV show. But this game is fantastic. Yeah. That's, it's, it's one of the, like, and the, the formula still works. My son has, uh, like, all the Pokemon games on his on his, uh, on his his Switch now. So the formula Does he have still Arceus? works. Uh, no, I haven't gotten them that yet. But, uh I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll have it. He'll have it soon. Okay. okay. Uh, question number four. So, <clears throat> I know you're a big fan of Magneto, right? Um, I want you to write an imaginary story in 45 seconds, describing how Magneto would beat Superman. Ooh. All right. That's that is a tough one. All right, so Magneto would have to, what, first he'd have to attract Superman, so he would mess with the North Pole with uh, where's the Fortress of Solitude. So he would start by moving the, you know, start moving the magnetic forces to try to take down his, his, his area. And as that happens, you know, as we know, the quantum zone would be in there, or what is it, quantum zone? Uh, the, his little prison, yeah. whatever that place is called. He'd break Definitely. out all the films. He would then unite them to go against Superman while he's distracted. He'd take him out. You know, Magneto is uh, the ultimate tunamus, and he is the master of getting a brotherhood together. And getting a brotherhood to take out Matt Superman would be super easy for him as long as he can 
get them all out of the Phantom Zone. That there was perfect. Go. I would read. I would read that comic. I, <laughs> I would read that comic, sir. If we could ever get Magneto and and Superman in the same universe, I would read that. Now watch. Uh, next year, there's going to be a, a team up of Magneto and Superman from DC and Marvel. <laughs> We'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> uh, Magneto leading the uh, man, the leading the the, the Phantom Zone outcast against yeah. Superman. If, if anybody knows how to deal with the Don Trotten who don't feel that they belong, that's Magneto. That's his thing. That's, that's his thing, man. Absolutely, man. That's that was great. That was amazing. Okay. Um, last but not least, um, I want to hear. I've seen you post uh, some some kind of niche Christmas movies. I, I saw you were excited about. I think it was um, the Muppets Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, so I want to know what are your top five. Christmas movies, your top five favorites, not top five greatest, but your top five favorite Christmas movies. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to put all the Muppet movies together. There's six, by the way, there's six Christmas movies. I watch them all year. That's number one. Always Mm got to go Muppets Christmas. Muppets, Muppets and Christmas are synonymous. The second one for me is The Ref by Dennis Leary, where where Dennis Leary takes over a family, holds them hostage for money and they celebrate Christmas dinner. It's fantastic. Third is Go, which is by Doug Lyman, another drug-related movie where they're trying to get uh, drugs on Christmas and they get into all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Uh, three, uh, you know, two is uh, uh, Christmas, The Christmas Carol, the uh, the one with Jim Carrey. Really thought that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and uh, number five, oh, I need a number five, Santa Claus, Santa with Tim Allen. Solid. That's a solid list right there. I, ha- I actually had not seen The Ref since it came out in 1994, probably. But yeah. I remember it being a good movie. I'm going to have to go back and find that somewhere. I, I think it's the best real Dennis Leary, like like his uh, comedy. Like, it kind of yeah. feels like his comedy. Dennis Leary gets thrown into stuff, and he gets to do a rant. But, like, that one feels like you are the star. This is your comedy. And it's got Kevin Spacey. It's got, like, yeah. all the good actors. So. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm see, I hope that's on Netflix because I, I will definitely be oh, watching. Man, Bad Santa would have been good too. Bad Santa's a Bad Santa's a, a, a current classic. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So that's my quick takes, man. I, I appreciate you indulging us with your uh, with your answers and letting me uh, stalk you on social media to find some some interesting facts about you, buddy. That was good. All right, well, that was Dane's quick takes brought to us this week by. The Hamilton musical, just because I really love the Hamilton musical. I think well, after right. this <laughs> after this show, I'm gonna go listen to it while I podcast edit this. So yeah. Do you want me to give you my Lafayette scene from uh Granite State Punk so you can put it on there? Sure. As a graphic? Hey. <laughs> no. Hey. no, it's good. It's good. Whatever Go you want to whatever you want to send me, that's fine. We actually I do need a graphic from you that we can use as a title card for the episode. So if you want to send me something, you I'm fine with that. Figure something out. All right. Please put me on the skull golem. I, I need that in my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put your head in my head as one of the skulls in. Right, yeah. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. And now we go right back to the show. All right. Well, we have a couple more minutes. Um, and Because Danny and I have been on here for a while. And I think Danny's tired of me because I can see him looking around. Um, I did want to ask you a couple things because I'm an annoying punk, but when is uh, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland coming up? Yeah, so... And I'm only asking because I'm selfish and I'm a part of that 
And, you know, I like to toot my own horn. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cthulhu Invades Wonderland was delayed. It was supposed to be in January, but we delayed it because of the paper shortage. Because if I started doing it now, I can't get it to you till like June, which means I can't do any other Kickstarters, right? Because I don't okay. do it till I get fulfilled. So we postponed it till March, hoping that we can get the everything resolved and everything. I know it says on the Kickstarter that I'm April, but you guys know, or anybody who follows me, I don't go to Kickstarter without my book being done. So like, that's not a problem. You know, we're doing, a, of course, some lettering fixes, but beyond that, the book is done. So uh, hopefully launching in March. So it'll be run, for, uh, you know, 30 days in March, and then we'll, we'll deliver in April, April, May. Okay. All right. So you heard that first, just because, you know, if you're fans of this, you want my work, of course. So pick that book up when it's available. It's amazing. Uh, I've seen some of the work already, and it's fantastic. Um, well, you both were in Oz. Danny was in Oz. He did a yes. little, little thing. We always we always tell people that we are now award winning um, comic book creators <laughs> because of that book. That's true. That golden burrito. I mean, and if that's not a proud accomplishment, you know, to get a golden burrito, I don't know what is. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I have one last question, um, only because this is something that you actually brought up before. We're just talking about when you're creating a comic, you have to work with others, things like that. And this is sort of a controversial one. Sure. Um, but one of the projects that you've worked on in the past is Dog Days. Yeah. We're not going to get into the details of what's going on with Dog Days and between you and him. But one There's of the things to see... Details. There's actually good details right now. Oh, okay. I, uh, this week, got the full letter book. I, I read it and gave some feedback. So, nice. you know... Uh, I'm not trying to throw Marcel under the bus, but you know, sometimes his printing and shipping is still delayed, but that's yeah. fine. But most people should get the digitals within a couple of weeks. I had a whole bunch of changes, so it's going to be delayed a little bit, but okay. I, I read the whole book. It's done. It's lettered. It's what I'm super proud of, but go ahead. Ask your question. Um, well, one of the things that always seems to cause conflicts is egos. And yeah. I think a little bit of ego got into the way of dog days too. Um, since you've now experienced this, how do you avoid these situations going forward for other projects? Ooh, yeah. So it's it's really, really tough, right? Hmm. Um, and I don't think I can go into this without mentioning a little bit. So uh, I want to share one little part of the whole thing. So there's a part of Dog Days where I really wanted it done. So my ego was like, here's money, Marcel. Will you take it? Or will you take this money so I can finish this project? I'm going to buy the whole thing from you. I'll finish it. I'll make sure it's done because I want my fans to have it. So that's my ego, right? My ego is I need to get this to my fans. Marcel, also fighting ego, says, no, I want to do it because you have thrown me under the bus because you've been so upset about this. So his ego needs the fix of it too, right? So instead of cooperating, we're both super egos and no one's getting forward, you know? So he's got to wait till he has the next financial thing to be able to fix it. I can fix it now, but then I would get the credit and he doesn't want that because of, of the stuff. So, and I think that that's where comics become bad and toxic, right? When two people are, they want the same objective and instead of like being reasonable, they, they, they blow up on each other. Right. And get, get the stuff. And all those stem, and it never helps, right? It never helps get the project done faster. All it does is build tension. It makes it so you cannot um, go to the next level. So what I've done is really just kind of maintain my contracts a little better. You know, when I deal with people, try to make sure that people know what's going on. 
I tend to not partner on bigger projects. Like I'd probably never partner on a trade paperback that wasn't a like uh, actual in diamond publisher because I just, I, I've lost that faith, you know, and I'll do a one shot and stuff. Like I'm doing a one shot with um, Fisk. I'm going to do a hotshot issue. Um, so uh, I'm going to do that. And I trust that that'll get done and everything, but yeah, it's, it's been really tough in that situation. Again, it's, it's all ego, even from day one, that book dog days was written, started out by somebody else and he gave it to me. And instead of seeing the red flag there, I just saw, I want another comic book out and I get a five issue miniseries, right? I didn't think of, mm-hmm. Hey, somebody else had a problem here. Maybe you should uh, think about that and why you shouldn't do this project, <laughs> you know, cause I rewrote it. I changed all the characters names and the whole, whole thing. Uh, it's, it's getting those things and making sure you, your partners are a little bit more organic and make sure the goal is for, and find people, there's, there's two types of people who do comics. One are they just want to make money and they think this artist makes money and they don't care about the art as much. And there's people who care about the art more than the money, right? And I tend to go with the other thing. I don't think either are wrong. Please don't get me wrong. But people who care about the art more than the money, they, they will keep making comics even if they don't make a dime because they just want to tell their art and their story in the world. And that's that's the camp that I belong into. So kind of stick with that camp and you, you tend to have uh, – better results because everyone wants to just get their stuff out for sure um you skipped over something there that i want to go back to just for just for clarity's sake you you said that you're writing hot shot is that right yeah say what freestyle comic yep yep i'm writing one it was a different hot shot he was talking about no no, i'm I'm gonna be writing one issue yep huh see Hmm. now team spoiler hey i'm I'm gonna leave this here and be like Mr. Washington, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like having the information. That's all. I just like having the information. Uh, yeah. That's great. I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. What happened was um, he's done so many good things with what he does in his live streams and stuff like that. I was like, hey, man, can I give you an issue? Like, I have an idea, superhero issue. I pitched it to him. He had a little run in the schedule. So it's just going to be part of his series. I think it's like issue 17. Uh, 16, 17. Uh, and it's just going to be a one shot. I think he's got somebody else doing another one too. It's like two one shots before the next art starts. And uh, yeah, I just kind of give it to him. I, I want to write superheroes, but the superhero ideas that I have are so like, they're really complicated. Like I have a, I can tell you off the air, like a really good one I have. I just can't wrap around how to make it. It perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. all the real comics I want to write, Marvel and DC are writing. I want to write Spider Man. I want to write Magneto. I want to write X. I want to write them. I don't want to make my mm-hmm. own. That's why I love you guys who are like, oh, we're gonna make our own, and like, what? You can do that? That's cool. <laughs> I pitched to Kyron several times. I was like, you know, that male Zob. You don't have a lot of stories about. Him. Like, just write one or two. You know, just a quick one. Just you know, four page, six page, and he's always like. Now I'm doing star brand or, or, or this and that. I'm like, no, but song. <laughs> I, I've had the same conversation, Trav. You, I feel your frustration. So, right? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> when did this turn into, Never mind. You know what? Never mind. What it turned into? <laughs> just always dump on Kyron Day. What, what happened? When, when, when did... <laughs> we just talked about how great you were and how good yeah. your character was. You're, you're I, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think this has been a fun episode. Um, we got to talk about a lot of things. Is there anything that we maybe forgot to mention with you that you want to bring up real quick? Or 
No, I apologize for being late. Uh, no, I would problem. love to hang out with you guys uh, longer. You guys are two of my favorite people in the comics industry. No, Granite State Punk, like, I don't want to give all my socials or any of that. Like, literally, just look at Granite State Punk. I'm so proud of it. Like, it, it really means more. And you guys have seen it, too. Uh, like, I've been pushing this way more than I normally do a book because it means so much to me. And I want as many people. One of the things I will tell you as a spoiler, because we are with the king of spoilers here, there is a reason with every one of my Kickstarters that I have a retail package and I do really well with retail packages. I'm actually one of the best on Kickstarter to do that. I get about 10 to 12 retails every time. There is no retail package in this. And there is a reason why that is. I'm not going to tell you, but I think you guys are smart enough to figure it out. Ooh, so mm. you want to get this book and you want to get it now. I got diamonds on my necklace. Mm. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Uh, I might, I'll, I'm gonna talk to you offline about that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, congratulations, man! Like I said, actually, and um, there's something going on with the algorithms because I didn't, I did not see this until uh, you know we we got you onto the show, and I made Whoa. sure I went in and pledged. I made, I went sure I made an uh, went in and pledged today. So everybody out there that's that's uh, you know watching, make sure you go check it out. Um, it's a beautiful looking book. The the art is great. Um, I love the love hearing the history, um, how it's a personal personal story to you. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get it, man. It's, it looks great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, I know you said you don't want to do your socials, but we have to know where can we find your other work? Redditstatepunk.com. They're on add-ons. How you like that? All right. All right. All right. I love that. No, really, like, I really just want people to know me for this work. Like, if I die tomorrow, please give them this book. It's, it's really so important. It's so uh, vulnerable to me. It's so speaks to my anxiety of like who I am. Like I don't have an alcohol problem. I'm not a witch, but beyond that, like it's really, really intimate. And it's not that I don't love broke down, you know, and all the four issues that I did. Cthulhu invades Oz is amazing, but I really want people to just look at this book, check it out. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, that's okay too. But this is literally the thing that I, I am most proud of that I want to show the world. You know, and I, I think both of you guys get that, right? Yeah. Uh, I know how passionate you guys about your pro projects. Cool. <laughs> Eric says you can't die until fulfillment is done. Oh, my <laughs> wife! My <laughs> wife will make sure it's done. This isn't the last comic. I keep, I keep doing these things at the end of it. I'm not quitting comics. I just, I'm really proud of this one. I got tons of stuff coming out. I've got a whole slate of stuff for this year. <laughs> we love it. We love it. All right, so uh, if you want to, if you want to find me, you know, at the H Blade um, on social medias, that's TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all of that good stuff, um, and our and our website www.fourthwallpros.com. Where can people find you, Kyron? Uh, you can find me at TaurusComics.com, um, at TaurusComics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com/TaurusComics. And if this is the first time ever, oh, I thought you were about the show. Oh, I'm right there. Uh, if this is the first time you've ever heard our podcast, please go back and listen to our other episodes. Um, you can go to fourtailspodcast.com. There are links there to our YouTube page, our podcast, which is on Apple iTunes. Ooh, I was about to say the S word, but we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> about five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but a whole to other podcasts. <laughs> Feel free to listen to those old episodes. Um, but our next episode, we are going to have Marvel artists and artists of the Hindi. Yeah. Okay. This. Let's restart this. 
Next episode, we are going to have Marvel artist and artist of the hit indie series Midnight Tiger, Ray Anthony Height, on the show. So please join us then. But until then, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say. Oh, 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 oh,